So let's get into it. Welcome to our VFL fantasy review preview podcast for um, last season and then looking towards next season. And also here to announce a big trade at the end of the episode. So stay tuned. You'll, um, you'll hear all about that from us. I've got Steve on with me. No one else wanted to come on. You're all dogs. So Steve, how's it going? Good. Yeah. Happy to help out. Talk about the everyone's teams and get stuck into fantasy off-season mode. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah. So if a background noise comes up, it's because I'm driving a Nando. So um, apologies in advance. Got my AirPods in. So um, yeah, today we're going to talk about season reviews. Um, we'll go through draft busts and draft steals as well. Um, we were going to talk about big in-season trades, but maybe that's a thing for the comments section if you remember one of your big trades, just because we can't find them. Transaction history is only back to like July, so um, they're not there. Um, and then our projected winners and losers, um, and then obviously the trade. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, frustrating the, the way the league is. You can't check out the league history in terms of transactions. I remember, I think, at the end of Mitch's time, that's when that um, we, we lost all that history just randomly. It was just like, yeah, nightmare. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Um, I know there's still one season where it's like still missing a little bit. I had to get ESPN to like screenshot me the the stats for the for the year. So stupid. I don't know why, but oh yeah, I remember that. That's ESPN for you. Um, cool. So, shall we start with our season review? Yeah, absolutely. Talk about Toby and his um his inaugural championship and you know first year in the league. Yeah, that's crazy. I literally can't believe it. Like, there's a lot of things that got to go right in a in a season to win a championship, as as you know. And um, like, you went undefeated for an entire season, and you still at the end could have lost. Like, it wasn't that close, but anything can happen. Yeah, um, yeah, so for definitely. Toby to to pull that, he just had an insane draft. Like, talking about some of his um, like steals for the draft, he had. This is via Basketball Monster. Um, he had Curry that finished up second, so that was obviously his keeper. Uh, Butler that finished up 10th. And then going through his draft, he had Middleton, um, who he drafted at 41, who finished 18 on the year, which is like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of value. Um, he also had Sabonis, which was massive. He, had, he drafted him at 56. And he finished the year ranked 24. This is all via nine cat on BBM, by the way. Um, and then I think the biggest one, probably one of the biggest steals in the whole league, um, other than one I'll talk about soon, but he had Julius Randle, who he drafted at 104, and he finished 16th on the season. Stu'd be so gutted about that. That's insane value. That's like that's like some of the biggest value I've seen. There was one that really surprised me, actually, um, on the list that I sent you. So we'll talk about that one soon. But Randall, what do you think? Do you think that continues next year? Is that like something that you reckon will be the same going forward? Um, I think it'll take a small hit, but he's definitely up there in that like upper echelon kind of fantasy player now. You won't see him ever ranking around the 130 mark, which he was like every year prior to that. But I think he's definitely, you could lock him in for a top 50 season. I think that's just like, that's the kind of guy he is now. Yeah, that's crazy. Tibbs like saved saved someone in fantasy like that. 
oh man, that's crazy. I don't think he wins the championship, Toby. I don't think he wins without Randall. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like getting that value for 100 and something all the way up to 16. Like, I remember my, I think it was my second year where I think I got Whiteside um, really late. And then he was actually just so important because of like getting him late. And then he puts in this top like 20 value or whatever. Yeah, it's wild. Um, a good on him though, Toby. He drafted really well. Like, on draft night, I looked at his team and I was like, it's actually, he's got a really nice team. If it all hits, it's going to be fucking, it's going to go solid. So, Good on him. It's, yeah, bloody tough to win a championship. Like I said before, I've never never won one. I've been in the league for like, what, seven, seven, this will be my seventh season or eighth season or something. So pretty crazy. But, yeah, huge credit to him. Yeah, massive effort. And, you know, obviously a really good addition to the league. Um, but obviously trying hard to win it. So Yeah, for sure. Um, just quickly, was who is your... Biggest disappointment for the season, um, team-wise. Like I'll I'll start because me, I was my biggest disappointment team-wise for the season. Like starting out with keepers, I think I went in with Towns, SGA, and Trey. Maybe I can't remember who else. I think maybe Trey. Like <laughs> you think going in with those three keepers, you're going to be a chance and not end up finishing bottom. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was that's definitely my biggest disappointment. You'd be the same, or who do you reckon? I, I think I'm going to have to just go you. Just um, just probably couldn't have predicted that. I think some things just didn't go go your way on draft night, and um, yeah, like just just yeah. like if you got that pick 42, like Marcus Aldridge, just like just did not turn out. Like it couldn't have got any worse for him. Where it ended up retiring mid season. That's like just just how bad it was. Um, but yeah, I think everyone else who I thought would perform all right probably did perform all right. Like Mitch Cal. We're up there, so um, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I think Team Demolisher would was probably my most underwhelming team. <laughs> I just changed my team name actually to Air Jordan. Oh, shout yeah. out, shout out to Jordy, obviously JJ and the Goat as well. So um, yep. yeah, I had Demolisher. I was a bit, um, you know, a bit down about my team in the off season. So I thought, oh, fuck it, I'll just change it. You know, but um, we're good. Um, Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out where I'm turning here. Um, next part is we're going to talk about uh, the biggest draft draft bus. Steals. Yeah, I, I, yeah or draft bus. Yep, I can run through um, some yes. of the draft bus. Um, so obviously, it. obviously, um, a bit unlucky, but because of Nurkic's bubble, I think he was just like legit insane in the bubble. Um, Oh, yeah. And Mitch choosing Nurkic, I think he, the, he was probably swaying between him and Collins, and Collins didn't really turn out that fantastic either. I, I, just on the top of my head, I haven't actually checked it out, but uh, it just yeah, didn't work out. Right. I think, yeah, Nurkic, like, if he had been in the bubble, would have been, like, his bubble performance would have been an unreal pick at pick three because he was just nuts. Um, but, yeah, so obviously that didn't work out for Mitch. Um, the next one would be Aldridge at 42. We've already touched on that, but just an absolute disaster of a year for him, and including, <laughs> I think, was it was it blood clots or a heart issue or something where he, I think it was a heart issue um, when he ended up retiring. Yeah, like... just a, <laughs> You got to get out of the league, or you're going to die. Like it was fucking crazy. <laughs> um, obviously, lucky with D'Angelo Russell with a lot of injuries as well, but drafted at 46 and then ends up on on the year 112, which lose a lot of value there. Um, also, again, um, lucky with Mitch Rob, but it was just like a lot of injuries. So um, drafted yeah. at 51, but missed so many games. Like that really hurts. And in a similar boat, um, JJJ just. Super un- unlucky that Mitch takes it at 67 and 
don't think he really played much until the end of the year. So, no, I think Mitch ended up dropping him before he played his first game. Um, yeah, super but like, lucky. I was in the similar uh, like where what Mitch did. I was hundred percent with him. Like, I was going to do the same thing. I was, I will, I was going to keep Nurkic. Like, I wanted to keep Nurkic. I can't remember who my third keeper was. Uh, but I wanted to take Nurkic instead, or I wanted to try and like run him with two keepers and just take Nurk. Um, I think I got SGA or something. I can't remember. But yeah. um, then I was where Mitch took Triple J. I was the same, like same. Yeah, I want to take him because I had Triple. Um, and he's an animal. He just couldn't stop fouling. But you can see he's going to be a beast in the future. Um, but yeah, very unlucky. Yeah, I think so. Yep, some other draft busts, just quickly, just me looking at the draft from last year. I think um, Stephen Adams for Strood didn't really work out. Number 57, yeah. he just, yeah, oh, he didn't get the steals he needed and stuff like that. Another one from me is I drafted Hassan Whiteside at 68 because he was so good for me the year before and he was an absolute disaster. Um, he, he was absolutely terrible for me, so that really cost me. Um, some other ones for myself as well. Um, Nerlens Noel and Alfred Payton didn't really work out for me. I think I drafted them both inside the top 100, so that hurts. Um, a good uh, pick yeah. by Stu as well. Like, Stu picked up um, Jalen Brown at 81. So yeah, I think, like, a, so a pick like that is like he's probably fringe keeper level, so he, he definitely would have beat that vote. Yeah, I think um, he ended up like 30th, yeah. or like 35 or something, like really big. Yeah, so obviously, like, that's a really, really good selection. Um, and yeah, but for me, the best pick of the draft would have been Julius Randle. And I think yeah, worse yeah. is probably going to, I'm going to give it to probably Aldridge, unfortunately. Just could probably go him or Nurk, but yeah. yeah. Um, we'll go through draft steals. Um, Tony, obviously, as we mentioned above, had like a couple of them that really did pan out, um, which led to the, ultimately led to the championship. Um, yeah. Another one, uh, I'll rue the day I dropped him because I shouldn't have dropped him. I almost would have run him with, with my third keeper this year. Like, almost. Not quite, but um, Anthony Edwards, I picked him up at 68. No, 127, and he finished the year at 68 um, ranking-wise. So, I think you picked him up, didn't you? Um, I ended up finishing the season with him. I think he, he went in and out of a couple of teams. He might have even yeah. went in and out of mine because he was pretty frustrating to own for a while there. So, definitely don't blame anyone for dropping him. Um, I know Rashawn Holmes was picked at 113 by Dan Brown, um, and he ended up the season on at 30 overall, so 30th overall. He had a, he had a massive season, Rashawn Holmes. I remember trying to get him off Dan Brown like mid-year and just Dan did the right thing and just said, no, I'm going to hold on and just ride it out because I was like, surely he's a sell high. Like surely Dan can recognise this, that he's a sell high, and he actually wasn't. I think you were... You talked about Rashawn Holmes the year before, like you're like he's a beast and no one wants him. I think you were going through that or someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Toby Harris, he finished the year at 22. He was actually drafted by Brad at 61, so a bit of value there. And the, the surprising one for me, I know, I think basketball monsters pretty whack with their rankings and stuff, but like technically um, their nine cat rankings at the end of the season, McCall Bridges finished 11th. Um, did and, he? I, I was. Yeah. I meant to talk to you. I don't know if he did. I'm. A, I think. I think you got the I was numbers looking, on. I was looking at total. Like I was looking at total values. Total values. Right, 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 yeah. 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 Um. Because I thought it was a COVID. Like because it was such a COVID year. I was like, oh, I'll look at totals instead of averages. Just yeah, that makes sense. There was some averages in there that were just like crazy. Um. 
but yeah, drafted at 103 and in on total total game value, um, he finished at 11, which is fucking insane. McCall Bridges had a sick year. Did he? Who was he traded to? I had him for a bit um, because me and him did like a Wiseman kind of trade. But then uh, yep. Bridges was getting more blocks than Wiseman. It was like wild. I don't know where Bridges ended up. I can't even remember. Yeah. And he went back to Mitch actually with the the Donovan Mitchell maybe trade on deadline night. Yeah, legit. Um, I think that that um, reminds me actually. There was a couple of trades that went down on on deadline night. I know I traded for Wiseman. I gave up <laughs> gave up a fair few players to get Wiseman. Um, that didn't work out. Wiseman was shit ass, and Mitch ended up picking him up at the end of the year anyway. So I can't remember who I gave for him, but it was a couple of like a couple of good players that would have helped me at the end of end of the year. But I was like, oh, if I get Wiseman, he's a beast anyway, so I don't need the high high third keeper pick for next year. But yeah, <laughs> didn't work out. But I I I liked my logic at the time, and I'd probably do the same thing again if it was presented to me. I still think Wiseman's going to be a beast, but. Um, yeah, maybe a little bit down the track. Um, yeah. What other trades? Do you remember? There was... uh, well, I traded for um, I traded Simmons for Booker. No, Simmons for Tatum. Simmons for Tatum. Oh, God. Uh, that, that, that started us off, me and Lockie. Um, oh, my God. Such obviously, this is before the, obviously before the playoffs and stuff like that. Um, but in saying that, I, I really like, uh, and I like it better than most people, is that he's got Jokic, Simmons, and Gobert. You know, like, yeah, obviously yeah. needs to figure out what happens with Simmons and where he goes and stuff before he goes any further. But those three together will, will work really well. So, yeah, hundred percent agree. Um, I know I did a Booker trade. Booker. Well, I yeah. got Donovan Mitchell for Mitch. Yep. Um, but yeah, Booker... well, I think we'll need to do like get everyone to maybe post their their big trades yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, the other one that was done like later on in the year was a massive one from, oh, it was earlier in the year, earlier in the year, I think with me, Lockie and, um, Cal. Oh, uh, yep. That was interesting. I trade like, traded the whole farm basically to get AD because it's AD, like he was a top five player for years and years. Um, and then AD's injured as shit as always. And then Tatum becomes like better than AD. So it's like, I gave up Tatum. Trey, SGA, and a heap of other shit for uh, AD and works out that Tatum's better than AD anyway. So that's fantasy for you. Yeah, no, well, I like, I think about it. Like, I had Giannis and Davis um, on the same team like ages ago and stuff like that. And I always wanted to pair them up, but this was before, like, I think it was before Giannis became Giannis and stuff like that. And yeah, you know, it's, it's the way it works. And everyone, like, everyone's made these really bad trades, but. Yeah, it's it crazy. Exactly. We go over just like another one that we missed in terms of um, a really good draft selection, and that was Brad drafting Halliburton at I think it was 122. So um, insane value, and um, you yeah. need things like that um, to have another draft to even compete. So really good selection by him. It's hard to get that balance right, like um, between getting someone like a rookie that completely flops and a rookie that does really well. So when you're, yeah, when you're drafting, it's, that's like why preparation is pretty important, but looks like Brad just took a stab at Halle Burton and he worked out, which is awesome. Same with me and Edwards, like it worked out for a little while, but yeah. Yeah. Interestingly enough, like Halliburton was actually drafted before Edwards and, you know, some Crazy. of these like 
these like known players that you know, like even like drafted before Montrose Harrell, um, just the, like Terry Rogier, stuff like that. That you know, like is it what you know? You got to work out is it worth the risk because in Edward and Halliburton's case, they've they've both really paid off. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Any other steals, or was that what you had? Um, I think that's the only one that I really yeah, noticed cool. it just by looking at the draft results from last year. Yes, yeah, sweet. Um, so, did you want to look at projected winners for this coming year? Yeah, I'm happy to to give my who I think is going to win this year. Yeah, awesome. Um, go for it. Um, so, very very early stages. I I, I feel like Cal's going to do well. Um, I just think he's going to do a lot of research this year and and really be up there. Um, I, I can't see Toby going back to back, but I think if I'm going to give it to two people at this current stage. I'm going to just say Cal and Brad. They're my um, two picks for, for coming first, if I'm, if I'm just going to put some money on it. I don't know if they'll go in as a favourites, but I think, yeah, Cal and Brad will, will be up there for me. It depends how much effort Brad wants to put in because Lillard's prime is um, it's on the it's on the back nine, I think, so he's got to make the most of it now. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I kind of I agree with Brad. I think like Brad's a little bit of a dark horse Um. I don't know about Kel's keepers. Like, uh, I know that they're beasts. I know that Trey, Beal, and who else has got SJ a, a beast, but um, also don't know how that fits or, like, how they fit together. So it'd be interesting to see what he does with the draft. Like, maybe he drafts big men straight up or maybe takes certain categories or something. But, yeah, Kel, Kel's definitely up there. I think, um, I think Mitch is up there too. Like, it's uh, – yeah, it's hard, it's hard to tell. But, um, yeah, Cal could definitely be up there. And then I think you, um, you're always a threat. So all the, all you, Cal and, Cal and Mitch, are always threats. But, yeah, yeah just, Dark Horse, Brad. Just speaking on um, Mitch's, yeah, he's he's like that one team where I'm super curious to see what route he goes because he's obviously got James Harden who's still, you know, like if I was a betting man of him finishing top five this year, like I'd be betting for, yes, I think he would because of just how good he is. But... Um, I don't really know his keeper situation outside of that. I think it's a little bit um, murky at this stage. So I don't know, like, does he go the young guys or does he keep Chris Paul and just be like, all right, you know, I'm just going to roll with those two and, and compete again. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm really, like, intrigued to see if he makes an off-season trade or, um, yeah, you know, like what, what he does. I'm, I'm not sure because you could even trade, trade hard into a rebuild or you could just – I'm not sure. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I think, yeah, Mitch is always a threat. Another team I like is Stu. Um, Stu's got some really friggin' nice keepers. Like, like, and you say this, you can say the same about Jack. Like, if Kyrie, LeBron, and who else he has um, all hit at the same time. Like got Westbrook got, as well, yeah. Yeah, Westbrook. Like, if they all hit, oh, that was another trade. Was it Brad, Westbrook, and oh, who had Westbrook? Yeah, well, Someone had Westbrook. I feel like he got Westbrook kind of cheap, but I remember. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah, like that sort of thing. If they all just hit at the same time, that would be insane. Um, like to have those guys, they, that would be a hard team to beat. So really, um, I feel like the league's like in a pretty good position where it's like fairly uh, even all the way yeah, through. It used, like, to be, it used to be top heavy. And now yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's very even. Like I, I would say nearly every team could win it this year. That's like literally how like, like you just need a couple of things to go right and for the the probably teams that are a little bit more favourite, just one thing to go wrong and they're done, you know? 
yeah, 100%. Just that, that close. Yeah, it's good, though. Um, it's good. Who do we think finishes bottom? Uh, my obvious choice due to lack of commitment is Dan Brown. I'm happy for him to prove me wrong, but last year he almost got booted out of the league because he couldn't set his lineup. So that's my, my pick. Yeah, um, definitely going to have to agree with you on that. I think um, I don't. He, I think he's the last person to join the league. I don't know if he's joined the league yet. Um, the last time yeah. I checked, no, he hasn't. He paid like a week ago, and I've asked him twice if he's joining. He's like, "Yeah, I will." All right, so, so at least he's paid and stuff. But yeah, just like that, like he's paid. Like um, trades have been done already. Like he, like where's his <laughs> commitment level? So um, yeah. I think it's pretty likely that we don't see Dan Brown competing for the title. Yep, agreed. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we discuss a blockbuster trade? Um, no, 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 I think that's good. I think you should announce a trade and send out Alrighty. the podcast. Sweet. So, um, you've seen a couple of little, little tweets over the last couple of days. Our league is quite large, um, extends out to Woj and Shams, obviously. So now we, we made those up on a little tweet generator, but Steve and I have agreed to do a deal, um, it is going to be myself. I'm trading Carl Anthony Towns, and Steve will be trading Giannis. So we effectively, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's taken a long time. Steve and I spoke about this a few months ago at the first point, but like over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about it, and Jesus Christ, um, it's been a tough one. More more for you, Steve, as well, because you've had that, you've had it, Giannis for five years. You know, talk yeah. us through it. Uh, yeah, just had him since 2016, essentially. Um, went into him, he selected him as my keeper that year, so I had him a little bit before that. I think I might have even got him for the back end of that season um, the year before. But, uh, yeah, it's been about five years since I've had him. I just think, you know, like, I've probably achieved as much as I really need to with Giannis. You know, we've got the two rings. Um, it's been good to watch him. You know, he got his, his, his own ring in real life and just, like, watching his games have been really fun. But just now with the acquisition of Lamelo and Tatum, I just think it's, it makes a lot more sense for team build and like you could argue all day who who's a better keeper towns or Giannis. like you know it, at the yeah. end it doesn't matter they're both on that like absolute top tier level with a couple of other players um yep. so i'm not too too phased about like um debating that but i just think with team build and they're both still young guys it just makes sense for me um something new it's it's only a game it's only fantasy like it'll be cool to have someone else you know yeah for sure um I'm the same, like, obviously everyone's seen my fails over the last couple of years. Um, I've had some pretty bad luck with with Cat, and I think I've, I cursed him a little bit um, on my team. So it'd be good to see him go to Steve. And I think, like, um, fits perfect. Giannis fits perfectly with AD. Like, we've sort of got similar strengths. Um, like, Cat, Cat and Giannis have been both super durable in the past, and then COVID hit, and they've both been off and on again. So... Um, I think it's super fair. I think it's really even trade. Um, gives both Steve and I something different, like something different to to chase. And oh, I'm obviously chasing a championship, and Steve's won a few, so I'm tra- he was, he's chasing a different challenge. So um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so, so we'll obviously um, hit accept once you know a little bit after this podcast is out, rather than yeah. the, the surprise, I guess. But yeah, that's it is what it is. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. So I can't um, wait to buy I know, Towns car. 
Yeah, I know. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do with my town's PC, my collection. I might have to sell it to you. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. I'm going to obviously enjoy watching Giannis, um, and I'm going to miss having Cat because he's like a big man that can do a lot that other big men can't. So yeah, pumped. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe we'll end the podcast there and can't wait to yeah. the season start. All good. Well, um, yeah, thanks for jumping on, man. Appreciate it. Hopefully the sound was okay. I don't want to listen back to this and be like shit, but um, hopefully it sounds all good and appreciate it and appreciate if you've listened, leave your thoughts and comments in the comment section and yeah, send me all your money um, for cards, like hundreds yeah. if you can. <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. So, I'll catch you later. Cheers, bro. Have a good one. Yeah.